You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Everybody had a fabulous holiday weekend, a great Thanksgiving. It's always good to have you here if you don't like that. Today's show is brought to you by New Works Plumbing of Sacramento. They've got a fix for you. They're available around the clock 24-7 for your plumbing needs and repairs. All you need to do is go to newworksplumbing.com. That's N-E-W-W-R-X-Plumbing.com. And remember, They've got a fix for you. They'll take care of all of your plumbing needs and issues. Again, newworksplumbing.com. That's N-E-W-W-R-X-Plumbing.com. Well, the holiday season is upon us, and I hope you enjoyed the episode last week that Sean Salisbury and I did on No Filter. And Sean was uh, talking about some of uh, his charitable efforts and with the sock drive going on in Houston. Uh, He talked about meeting Russell, a homeless person, on Christmas morning years ago. And uh, Sean was very open about how Russell has changed uh, his life. And Sean is very magnanimous. Sean has obviously changed Russell's life. But this holiday season, and you really shouldn't just do it on the holidays, uh, but but make someone's life better. And I was so happy to get a text message on Sunday from NBA referee uh, Tony Brown, who was diagnosed earlier this year with stage four pancreatic cancer. Anyone that knows anything about stage four pancreatic cancer, it's pretty much a death sentence. Well, Tony was back at work last night for the first time in eight months at Secaucus, New Jersey, at the NBA Replay Center. That's right, he's being cleared to work in replay not only uh, last night, but I believe he will be doing it again tonight. Uh, He's gotten the green light from his doctors, and I am delighted for Tony Brown, who a little more than a year ago had officiated his first ever NBA Finals game. Uh, He talked with the Associated Press, and I want to read a couple of the comments Quote, I haven't had time to sit around and be like, why me? Or what am I going to do? Me not fighting would have made me feel like I was letting people down. What kind of example was I going to be to my kids if I just laid in this bed and let it overtake me? I had to show my kids that there's nothing in life that you can't challenge and overcome if you have a positive mindset. 
Now, Tony is not out of the woods yet. Uh, According to the American Cancer Society, they estimate that only 3% of patients with stage 4 pancreatic cancer are alive five years after being diagnosed. Now, Tony has had to uh, endure 14 rounds of chemotherapy. And from what I'm reading here from the Associated Press, each involving seven hours of getting infused with three different drugs at a hospital. Then he goes home for two more treatments through a port in his chest. He has two more rounds of chemo left. But the good news is doctors have been very encouraged by scans that show that his tumors have been steadily shrinking. Quote, I've gotten better results than what's been expected. Uh, I've known Tony for a long time. Uh, I have the utmost respect and admiration for Tony. Uh, I have been sharing text messages with him as he has endured uh, this battle with cancer. And the point that I'm trying to make here is you have no idea what a simple text message means to somebody that's going through a difficult time. And all it needs to be is, Tony, I'm thinking about you today, and I'm praying for you. And I want to read some more quotes here because I think this can be a message for everyone. He said that uh, his he was working a game in Miami, and he got food poisoning from a bad batch of sushi, all right? And he, because of his food poisoning, Went and, see, went, went and sought out medical attention. And within one week, all right, within one week, he was undergoing aggressive treatment and was seeing oncologists in both Atlanta and Houston. He says that getting food poisoning was a very lucky break. Quote, I hope it just sends a clear message. Just go and get some type of early detection. It's worth it because you just never know. And time is of the essence. Monty McCutcheon, who oversees the NBA referees, gave Tony a green light that whenever he's ready to come back to work, the NBA is ready for him. All right? He said, quote, I started talking to my family about it, and before I could even get the words out, they were like, absolutely, you should do it. I thought about it for about a week, and then I contacted Monty, and I said I was ready to contribute and do my part. Now, Tony... He wants to be back on the floor after the All-Star break. Uh, But here's the quote that really stuck out to me. I haven't just been fighting for just me. I felt like I'm fighting for everybody that has love and respect for me. And that just makes you fight even harder. All the messages from loved ones, friends, colleagues, simple message can go a long, long way. And I am so ecstatic, was so happy to get that message from Tony on Sunday. And I'm not going to lie to you. I had sent Tony a message on Wednesday wishing him a very happy Thanksgiving. And Tony normally gets back to me within 24 hours. And I send him a message probably about every two weeks. And I just say, hey, Tony, I'm thinking about you and I'm praying for you. And when I sent that message on Wednesday, I didn't hear back from him until Sunday. And I was like, oh, my God, I hope he didn't have a relapse. And by a relapse, I hope he's not doing poorly. You know, I mean, you don't know. I mean, he's got stage four pancreatic cancer. And when I got that message from Tony on Sunday, 
saying, hey, man, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. I'm going to be working tomorrow at the Replay Center. I, I was just ecstatic. But there are so many people that are going through a tough time, whether it's fighting cancer or re- regardless. And just a quick message. You know, Dave Yeager, who I'm very close with, you know, was diagnosed with cancer, and he's not with his team in Philadelphia anymore. He also is going through uh, chemotherapy and radiation. And fortunately for him, the success rate is about 90% for the type of cancer that he has. And you just kind of, you know, you you pray and you cross your fingers and you hope that everything is going to be just fine. But I'm, I'm just, I wanted to start off today's podcast as we get ready to, you know, enter December tomorrow. And we are truly in the holiday season to think about those that are less fortunate, to think about those that are going through a very difficult time, whether it's a medical issue or something else, just reach out, man. And all, all it takes are a couple of words. And if you don't want to pick up the phone and speak, which I did not do with Tony, everything I've communicated with him has been via text message. But all it is is, hey, man, I'm thinking about you today and I'm praying for you. And it goes a long, long way. So this holiday season, make someone's life better. And that's what Sean Salisbury and I were talking about on No Filter last week. And that's why I put it on uh, my podcast platform. All right. So I wanted to start off today as we get ready to end November and turn the calendar to December. You know, try to make someone's life better. Speaking of making someone's life better, that did not happen last week in Indiana when the Lakers were playing the Indiana Pacers. I'm sure you've heard the story by now that LeBron James had two fans ejected from the arena. And since then, it has come out from others around that one of the fans was telling LeBron that he hopes that Bronny, his son, dies in a car accident. You know what? What the hell is wrong with people? Seriously. I really mean that. Like, like to even think that, let alone say it, what on earth, what kind of person are you? To think that that's funny or that that's something that you can leave your lips. I hope Bronny dies in a car wreck. What the hell kind of person does that? Seriously, what is wrong with society? And good for LeBron James to have those fans ejected. And you know what? In my opinion, those fans should never, ever, ever be allowed inside for a Pacers game again. They should be banned. They should be barred from ever attending an NBA game again. What gives a person the right? First of all, why would anyone ever think that? What the hell is wrong with people? You're actually, do you actually think that? You hope someone's son dies in a car wreck? Like, what is wrong with you? What goes through your mind? Like, what kind of distorted, deranged human being are you? And when I when I saw that, you know, I just could not believe it. And I've come down hard. Listen, if we're talking about a terrorist dying, that's one thing, okay? But, you know, I came down hard on others that were happy when Rush Limbaugh died. Listen, what did Rush Limbaugh ever do to you? Because he's a conservative? Because he had an unbelievably popular radio show and he was a Trump supporter you're happy that he died like what kind of what kind of person are you seriously what kind of person are you where you want someone to die because they have a different political opinion than you really look in the freaking mirror 
What the hell is wrong with you? Seriously. You're taking pleasure in someone's life ending and their family in mourning and you you think that is good? And yet there are a lot of people that think that. And my question is, what the hell is wrong with you? You know, I saw that last week and I was like, good for LeBron. Good for LeBron to have those fans ejected from the arena. And in my opinion, those fans, as I said, should never be allowed in a game again. And speaking of fans, and how about the scenes that we continue to see, like at the Raiders game in Dallas, the the woman jumping over the counter at her concession stand to start a brawl. You know, it's not just men anymore. How many times do you see women in full-fledged fistfights at games? Like, do you go to a game? Seriously, when you go to a game, do you even think about getting into a fight? Like, does that enter your mind? Do you think, gee, I'm going to go to the game today and I'm going to start a fight? And listen, I've been going to games since 1962. I used to sit in the bleachers at Yankee Stadium. And I saw a number of fights. So it's not like this is a new phenomenon. What's new is the fact that it's now all on video and you have fans to take out their phones and these these fights don't just escalate, or excuse me, they don't just start with one person and then they end. They end up being in three people, four people, five people, brawls. And then I hear about stadium security. So you you can't expect stadium security to protect 80,000 fans at a football game. It's not realistic. But the video of some of these brawls at stadiums, seriously, what on earth are people thinking about when they go to games? Yes, I know that 99% of the fights that I've seen are because fans get intoxicated. But some of the things that I've seen this year have been awful, absolutely terrible. And once, you know, we've seen some deaths in parking lots and some horrible, the Brian Stowe and brain damage. What's wrong with people? Seriously, what on earth is wrong with people and the escalation of these fights at our sporting events? Yeah, happy holidays, right? And I'll probably be talking about this again uh, next week. Hey, something else that I wanted to talk about on today's podcast. They say that the NFL season begins Thanksgiving, right? All right, Thanksgiving is in our rear view mirror. And when you look at the teams that may be in the Super Bowl this year, I think it's wide open. I think it is wide open. And what do we talk about? We talk about the quarterback position, right? That's what we talk about. And you have a young rookie in the name of Mac Jones who has his team in first place in the AFC East at 8-4. and Then you have a team in the AFC South that is also 8-4 and by the Tennessee Titans. And the name of their quarterback is Ryan Tannehill. They don't have Derrick Henry anymore, and you saw what happened in Foxborough on Sunday. You look at the AFC West, and you have Patrick Mahomes, who's already won a Super Bowl, who you know can get the job done. Then in the AFC, you have a team, the Baltimore Ravens. And the Baltimore Ravens are 
possibly en route to home field advantage in the AFC playoffs at 8-3. and three. The reason why I bring this up is when you watch Lamar Jackson play, he takes your breath away. You're like, oh, my goodness. The guy is so fun to watch. He's so freaking athletic. But I don't want my quarterback to be my best running back. I want my quarterback to be able to throw the football and throw it with accuracy. I don't see that in Lamar Jackson. And I don't care if the Ravens win the rest of their games. Personally, I'm not picking them to win in the playoffs because I don't have trust in Lamar Jackson. Fun to watch. Exciting. Former MVP of the league. One win in the playoffs. Do you watch Lamar Jackson and say to yourself, that's a guy that can win a Super Bowl with how careless he is throwing the football? I, for one, don't. Then I look at the NFC. I look at the NFC East. I look at the Cowboys, who have lost two games in a row. But in all fairness to Dak Prescott, he's been without his top two receivers in Lamb and Cooper, and you can't ignore that. Do I think Dak Prescott can win a Super Bowl? I'm not really sure. There are still things in his game that I don't like. NFC North, Aaron Rodgers, been there, done that. NFC South, Buccaneers. Well, I don't even have to mention Tom Brady. And then in the NFC West, the team that may have the top overall seed, the Arizona Cardinals, and Kyler Murray. Murray, to me, looks like a guy that can win a Super Bowl. Murray looks to me like a guy that is a multi-dimensional quarterback in terms of running and throwing the football. But they weren't the favorite this year in the NFC West. The L.A. Rams were because of their addition of Matthew Stafford. When you watch Matthew Stafford play, do you see a guy that can get the job done in the postseason? If you're a Rams fan, do you have any confidence that Matthew Stafford is going to win playoff games? What would make you think that? There's nothing that happened in Detroit that would make you think that. When you watch the Rams play right now, three losses in a row, seven and four, a quarterback that looks absolutely lost, a quarterback that had a bad game at home against Tennessee, bad game on the road at San Francisco, all right? They got outmatched. They turned the ball over at Green Bay. The Rams have Jacksonville at home this week. Obviously, it's a must win. If you lose to Jacksonville, you're probably not going to win the rest of the year. But if you're a Rams fan and you look at Matthew Stafford, is there any reason for you to believe that he can win a Super Bowl? I mean, if I'm looking at this objectively, I'd take Kyler Murray over Matthew Stafford any freaking day of the week. And I don't know that about Murray either because he hasn't had that opportunity. Again, we know that the Buccaneers have a guy that can do it. We know the Packers have a guy that can do it. And that's about it in the NFC. And the reason why I'm talking about this on my podcast today is everyone's talking about the teams that they think are going to end up in the Super Bowl now that we get to December football beginning Thursday with Dallas at New Orleans. And to me, these are the teams that I could see being in the Super Bowl. I could see the Patriots being in the Super Bowl. I could see the Bills being in the Super Bowl, although I don't like the way they're playing. I'm still not sold, although I could I could see the Ravens in the Super Bowl, but I'd rather have Joe Burrow if I need a guy to go down the field with his arm. Yes, I know running is part of the game, but is Lamar Jackson going to be able to not turn the ball over? I love watching him play, as I said. Maybe I'd buy a ticket to watch the guy play. He's electric. He's unbelievable. 
But do you have confidence in him? Do you have trust in him that he's going to be able to win in January? AFC South, all right? Could I see the Titans being in the Super Bowl? Quite honestly, without Derrick Henry, no, I can't. No, I can't. Could I see the Bengals being in the Super Bowl? Not really. I don't think they're a good enough team. I think they're still too young. Any other teams in the AFC South or AFC North that I could see being in the Super Bowl? No. What about the AFC West? The only team that right now I could see in the Super Bowl are the Chiefs. You know, the Chargers, the Broncos, and the Raiders are tied at 6-5. and five. I guess if one got hot in the final month of the season, maybe, but not really. Could I see the Cowboys being in the Super Bowl? I could. I could, but I'm still not sold on their playoff fortunes. The Packers, yes. Anyone else in that division, no. Buccaneers, yes. NFC West, Cardinals, yes. Again, I could see San Francisco. I like the way they're playing. I like teams that get momentum towards the end of the year. The 49ers were in the Super Bowl two years ago. Why can't they be in the Super Bowl again this year? They're playing very well. I could see it. I already know Garoppolo can win a championship because he's already done it. He didn't play well in the Super Bowl, but I know he can get there. And then there's Matthew Stafford, as I talked about. I can't see him doing it. There's nothing about Stafford's game that I've looked at where I say to myself, that's a guy that I'm going to put my money on to take the team to the Super Bowl. Don't see it. So the top two seeds right now, the Baltimore Ravens at 8-3 and three with a quarterback that I think is highly, highly suspect in terms of throwing the football. And the top seed in the NFC right now, the Arizona Cardinals were the quarterback that, well, he's going to get an opportunity this year. Let's see if he can do it. Let's see if he can do it. Hey, it's time now for our Crowd Ultra Q&A. If you want to ask me a question, it is so simple. You go to CrowdUltra.com, sign up, and it takes about a minute. And we get to our questions here for the final show of November, which to me is still unbelievable that we're wrapping up the month here. But that's where we're at. All right. Jerry wants to know, how was your Thanksgiving, Grant? You know what, Jerry? It was very nice. Thank you very much. Jerry, how was your Thanksgiving? Dan asked, what do you think about Enos Cantor's shoes, recent comments, and name change? Well, you know what? I don't have any problem at all with somebody that talks about injustices and talks about hypocrisies. And so I'm fine with what he's doing. I'm absolutely fine with what he's doing. Again, he's bringing attention to injustices around the world. Matt wants to know what's your take on LeVar Ball saying LaMelo can be MVP this season. He's not going to be MVP this season, but I'll tell you, the guy's pretty damn good. That's for sure, right? He is pretty damn good. Sam wants to know, could you see Michigan making the NCAA football playoffs? Sam, I assume you asked me this question before the Ohio State game. Yeah, I mean, if they beat Iowa... They are automatically going to be in the Final Four. Yes, no question about it, and they deserve to. They had a tough loss at Michigan State, but, boy, were they good against Ohio State on Saturday. So, yeah, unless they lose this week, and if they lose to Iowa, they will not be uh, in the playoff, nor should they be, in my opinion. Dominic wants to know, are the Eagles giving up on Jalen Hurts too early looking to trade for a quarterback? Well, December's going to answer that question. They had a terrible loss against the Giants, Dominic. They turned the ball over, what, four times? Hurts did not play well at all. You know, again, the Giants are not a good team. 
And, you know, Philly basically was was shut down. And that can't happen against uh, the Giants. That can't happen. It's going to be that's a great question, Dominic. It's a great question. We're going to have a lot of answers coming up here in the final couple of weeks. That is for sure. Derek wants to know, is it a big deal for the Nuggets that Michael Porter Jr. is going to miss the rest of the season? Yeah, it's a real big deal. He was starting to be part of their nucleus. You know, that's why Sacramento did not take him. You know, I get asked this all the time. The Kings would not have taken Marvin Bagley. They would have taken Michael Porter Jr. had it not been for his back. They love Michael Porter Jr., but they couldn't take him because of his back. Yes, I know they should have taken Luka. I get that. But they really love Michael Porter Jr. And Michael Porter looked like he was going to be a hell of a player. But you got to be real concerned now with another back surgery. I've read that they expect him to make a full recovery. But, you know, when you're playing basketball and you're talking about a back, yeah. Ben wants to know, is Cam Newton's chance with the Panthers done? He was horrible on Sunday, Ben, in, my, in Miami. He got benched. I mean, he was awful. I think his – I don't see it happening, Ben. You know, it would have been a great comeback story. Would have been a great way for him to end his career with success in Carolina. Uh, but I don't see it. Ross wants to know, did you catch the postgame brawl during the Cowboys game? Well, of course I did. Of course I did. And, you know, the NFL, good for them. They hand out a suspension with what happened at the end of that game. I mean, you can't have that. You know, you can't have that. I mean, what was that, more than a minute after the game was over? Like, what are you thinking about? You know, I'm sure you saw it. But, you know, Tristan Hill, who, by the way, was suspended yesterday for two games without pay for punching John Simpson of the Raiders. Did you see that? It said, here's what the NFL said. After the Las Vegas Raiders-Dallas Cowboys game on November 25th, you engaged in conduct that this office considers unnecessary roughness and displays a lack of sportsmanship. Specifically, as both teams were shaking hands, you waited more than 50 seconds for your opponent at the 50-yard line. When you located him, you then walked toward him in the opposite direction of your locker room. You both engaged in a verbal chest-to-chest confrontation, which you escalated by throwing an open-hand punch to his face mask, forcible enough to cause your opponent's helmet to come off. That's the letter that was sent to Hill. By the way, he is appealing the suspension. Come on. Right? Are we? Do we really think that... Right? Who knows in the NFL? But what are you thinking about? Seriously. What on earth are you thinking about? You know, I talk about the violence in the stands at games. You know, how about that violence? Duncan asked, would you have gotten rid of Evander Kane if you were the Sharks? You know what, Duncan? There's always more to these stories than meets the eye. There's obviously a lot of things going on behind the scenes. He's had a really rough year. So um, I I can't say. I'm not within the walls of the Sharks organization. They probably had good reason to do so. Hey, remember, if you want me to answer a question, just go to CrowdUltra.com, and maybe I'll answer your question on my next podcast. It's time for Rant. And today's rant is brought to you by Roy's Umbrella. Roy is coming out of retirement full-time to help you with your home loans. If you are in the market to buy a new home, own an existing home, Roy is going to give you a one-hour, that's right, a one-hour complimentary session. Roy's Umbrella is awesome. I've used them in the past. I have referred them to many friends, and uh, Roy is, he's great. Uh, I love dealing with Roy. He's he likes dealing face-to-face. You're kind of old-fashioned that way. I think I've talked to you about this in the past. 
Roy has uh, overcome two battles of what looked like a death sentence with cancer. He's got a unique perspective on life, and he is really, really good at what he does. He also sees his big changes on the horizon as it relates to the housing market. So take advantage of this opportunity, a one-hour free consultation with Roy and his staff. Just go to roysumbrella.com. That's roysumbrella.com. Let me get this straight. In Houston, the Houston Rockets are 3-16, and 16, all right? They got a player on their team, John Wall, who has had a lot of injuries. He met with the general manager and the head coach over the weekend because he wants to return to the lineup. Not only does he want to return to the lineup, he wants to be in a feature role. The Rockets are rebuilding. They want to build along their or with their young players. We get that. And Wall doesn't want a complimentary role. All right? The Rockets do. Wall is unwilling to do so. So why bring him back? Now, we know he's making a ton of money, right? He's making a ton of money. The Rockets want to build around their second pick, Jalen Green. They got Kevin Porter Jr., who I think, what is he, now in his third year. And, you know, what's the deal with John Wall? He's got two years left on a deal, $91 million, so you can't trade the guy. Plus, you know, the other issue is he has a player option of $47 million for 22 to 23 season. So that's basically makes it impossible for a team to trade for John Wall. Now, he's 31. You know, again, he is coming off an Achilles injury uh, in Washington. He's had a lot of injuries, and he hasn't shown that he can play the way we are accustomed to seeing John Wall play. Why would the Rockets bring John Wall back and put him in a featured role? Why? Why does John Wall think that he deserves to be a featured player on the Houston Rockets? Here's the deal. You're under contract. The Rockets will decide what's best for their team. If you don't like it, don't play, and maybe they shouldn't pay you. You know, maybe there's more to this story than meets the eye because he played 40 games last year for Houston, and the guy can't play anywhere near the way we would think of John Wall when we think of basketball. I mean, John Wall was a hell of a player. He's a five-time All-Star, all right? We get that, but he's nowhere near an All-Star now. And the Rockets stink. They're the worst team in basketball. They got three wins. They're going to bring John Wall back and make him a featured player? Like, why the hell would you do that for? Wall needs to compromise here. He needs to understand the situation. If he wants to play, it needs to be under the Houston Rockets' terms. That's just the way it is. And that's my rant for today. And that's my podcast for today. Always appreciate you checking me out here if you don't like that. Got a lot of good guests lined up in the next few weeks as we wrap up the year of 2021. Really appreciate your support. And again, thank you so much for checking me out here. If you don't like that with Grant Napier, make it a great day. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.